It will be one hell of a party. Uh, I've got to get there soon, so uh, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always doing in, in, in as well as we're probably more on the fashion side. A greatest opportunity. And I don't have to come on here and prove my, my patriotism by wearing a green flag and singing around the field. And this is my team, this is my country, and absolutely bloody right to love Will you show it up, man? Welcome to the Purple Patch. episode of the purple patch my name is hugh keevney and i am your host for this podcast here we will talk about everything from the world of art to sports to music just about anything that just pops into my head that i find a little interesting and that may be a little bit biased but guess what this is my show i get to decide what we talk about i'm sorry i just love the sound of joe biden telling george hook to shut up i can't tell you how many times i've listened to that intro and just felt amazing it's just a nice little relief to kick off it's nice it's quite relaxing almost you may be wondering where on earth i got a name like the purple patch most athletes will already know what the purple patch is in their sport from their sport or yeah just a lot of athletes already know what it is but for those of you who don't the purple patch is when a team or a player suddenly goes through a play or a time where they go out of their skin like they just suddenly get this adrenaline and they perform amazingly this can last 10 minutes or it can last half a year the point is that things weren't going well and they managed to turn things around a good example of this would be katie taylor in the 2012 olympics i personally didn't have a clue who she was until she came to the olympics and i'm sure people from bray and people who are in the world of boxing already knew who she was but it was I only discovered her through the Olympics like I'd say a lot of people in Ireland I would say that Olympics was Katie Taylor's purple patch one of Katie Taylor's purple patch I'd say she's still going through one she's like she's been blowing away I don't think she's actually lost a professional fight yet which is incredible like this that's an example of someone who's worked so hard to get to where they are and so much admiration for her. I think she's one of Ireland's most underrated athletes ever. But we'll move on from that. For me, I played rugby for 15 years and this was one of my favorite things I learned from the sport. It's no matter how bad things can get, no matter, no matter how rough it can feel in that exact moment, you can turn things around with enough hard work. That doesn't mean things aren't going to get bad again. We're human, it's a part of living through the ups and the downs, but it does prepare you a little bit better knowing that things will get better and things will get bad again because you're just ready for it. You feel more comfortable and you're ready for it. This is the reason I decided to call my podcast The Purple Patch. For me, it's comforting knowing that things will get better with enough hard work. Putting in the hours into something that makes you happy, this is what gives me my purple patch. Now, I want to say that again. You can only achieve it through hard work. It doesn't come out of nowhere. You can't just sit around and wait for it to happen. 
that's not how life works, unfortunately. And sorry to break the bad news, I guess. Now, once again, you don't have to take this on board. I'm just a lad who stumbled across a mic and a bit of wisdom that works for me. But if you do decide to stay and have a listen, feel free to take on whatever you want from on board because there's going to be a lot of shite talk in this as well and you have to nitpick the good bits and that's what you find what works for you and adapt it to your life and that's the only way you'll achieve your purple patch like for me i like i said i study graphic design i'm in iadt second year and i love what i'm doing but only after i've put a lot of work into it I find the most satisfying feeling on the planet is when you put time and effort into something that you love and you get the results. Sometimes it won't work out. I can't tell you how many times I've made a piece and I just looked at it afterwards and went, oh, that's rubbish. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. But knowing that I have made great pieces and I have worked hard on other things and they have worked out is what drives me to know that things will get better and like your work does get better now if you haven't already clicked off from the sound of my annoying accent then thank you for bearing with me this far for today's episode i really i wanted to start with something that is personal to me like i said i made the jump from playing rugby to becoming an artist or a designer and I think there's a big divide in Ireland between the two arts. Because I would consider sport a form of art as well. Like, it's the exact same as drawing or painting or s- music. You need to put the work in to get results. And I think that's something that we don't teach enough within Ireland. I think when you're involved with sport, you're told you're involved with sport and that's it like if you play county you're just involved with county that's it whereas i think it's important for people to actually learn about other things i think it's important that we learn about all the other forms of art along with our main interest and for that i have gotten two people who i think are perfect for this i'd like to welcome mark convery a dcu basketball player with quite an amazing resume when it comes to his sport and Nisha Kettle, a filmmaker from IEDT, who I only met this year, and I believe is one of the most talented cinematographers I've ever come across. Both can agree, Say would say that the jump from art to sport isn't that hard. And that's, I just believe they have embraced the kind of bit of both worlds. Nisha is a competitive middle distance runner, and Mark is a songwriter in his spare time. So I'd like to welcome both Mark and Nisha. Thank you. How are you doing, Hugh? Thanks a million for having us on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on and looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah, so we'll start off with something nice and easy. And do you think there's a big divide between sport and art? I'll start off with you, Mark, because coming from a more sport background and that's more of where the or the stigma lies I yeah say. i think it's an interesting question honestly because i think there's kind of a natural um maybe not divide but pathway i think people take you know um i think it starts out in the youngest age i think sport is such a social thing in ireland with your ga clubs 
and your sports clubs. And I think, you know, I think great examples myself and my brother, you know, I'd be more sporty, he'd be more artsy, but he was never quite good at sports. So he didn't enjoy going to those trainings and doing that, whereas I, I loved it. Um, and I think, you know, he also has that kind of creative bone. And so as you grow older, I'm training five nights a week, going to games on weekends. You know, you, you're not going to gigs, going to open mics, doing those kind of things, or, or even whatever art medium it is. Um, it's kind of a time thing, honestly. If you want to dedicate yourself to one, it can be kind of difficult to, to create the time and space needed to do the other. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's an interesting one, but I think generally there's not quite as big a divide as might be made out. I think there are a lot of people that play sports that you wouldn't think would be into art or, or do an art of some sort that actually you'd be surprised to find really enjoy it and do it a lot. Yeah, that's perfect. And Nisha, would you say on the other side of the spectrum of coming from an artistic film point of view, do you think that there's a lot of stigma on our side as well because I, I will say our side because I am in the art world now as well <laughs> and I'm not and I'm not in the sporting world anymore but I still have been on both sides but I would say especially in our college we don't have a lot of sport we don't we're not encouraged to get involved with sports so on the art side do you think there's a big divide as well I mean yeah I, I like what I feel is that because there's such there are two different professions or careers or hobbies even that require as mark said so much time and so much commitment you know it's very hard for an institution like idt that's so dedicated to art and creativity and that sort of side of the brain to then also have the time to include sport um like i feel like there i feel especially maybe in idt that there is a little bit of a divide there is a bit of a you know you're either into one or the other but um yeah i i don't think that should be the case like i know generally the, the two kind of appeal to two different types of people um, one would be kind of more sporty and less in touch with their creative side and and then the vice versa you know but I think I like myself like Mark like yourself you um, and like a lot of people that I know they're they're interested in both but again it's just kind of a it's a win which one do you put in front of the other you know um, but I, I've managed to kind of keep up both but then again you know if you're if you're on a shoot or there's a really busy day in college something's gonna have to take a, a step back you know you can't really be be good at both you know um yeah uh, i was just about to get on to you about that like when you're in terms of when you're shooting or you're involved with film do you find when you're exercise like when you're using your sport as well do you find you work better with this do you find you actually can focus better or do you think it just distracts you from your main work i like i think it actually it helps a lot in the mindset you know like especially running it's it's basically a mind game once it comes down to racing you know it is just your that little voice in the back of your head telling you to stop and you have to just overcome that so it's the same when like a, a shoot gets tough or a period of time in your work gets tough you you apply the same mindset um but actually, in the, like the, the practical element of, element of it, you know, if you have a shoot early in the morning and runs all night, you're not going to get to train, you know. But I always find, even if you do squeeze it in, it kind of sets you up for the day and just and, and kind of clears your head. And yeah, but I think in terms of mindset, I think the two go are actually more similar than a lot of people think. 
Yeah, and moving on, on to Mark now. I, I know you work so hard in basketball. I know because I know the amount of nights out that you <laughs> missed last year that we tried to organize and all that and you were like no I've got training and I was like oh, for fuck's sake but moving on from that I already know that you train really hard and you work really hard and I have huge admiration for your work rate and I'm just wondering you're, I know you you were saying that you're into songwriting and you enjoy music and I know you play guitar but do you find that that kind of headspace that release kind of makes you focus better in your sports it's kind of the opposite in terms of niche yeah, absolutely i mean i think speak for all of us here when i think all of us would go insane without one or the other you know um and for myself like i i i definitely do need it even if it's just actually just listening to music you know um releases stress um helps you relax you know obviously we all enjoy film and tv and you need that in your life um you need to have that kind of diversity of, of hobbies and things to do really because if you pigeonhole yourself into the one thing, if I was just thinking about basketball all day every day and just doing everything to do with basketball, you, you'd kind of go mad a bit, you know, you need some kind of variance in, in, in what you're doing, you know. Um, so yeah, definitely as a release, it's kind of something that stimulates the mind, I guess, more than your body, like sports does. And um, yeah, it's essential for me anyways, you know, I, I definitely need it. And actually, I want to bring you back to something you said earlier, Mark, that it was from a young age that yourself and your brother kind of split ways of kind of like he went down the more artistic route and you went down the more sport route, sport orientated route, I should say. But do you think when we are younger, we should be taught more to be able to take both on? Like, if do you think if when we were young, we were encouraged not to take one road or the other, that we could do both do you think that would would have influenced your th thinking absolutely yeah because i think in my kind of early childhood the only the only real kind of chance i had to do some art is like the half hour you have on a friday in your primary school where you paint your hands and stick them on a page you know like there's no there's no kind of well there are i'm sure but there's there's no popularity in kind of after school art clubs like there would be sports clubs you know and it's less of a social thing, it's more something you do in your own time, which I think could be changed a bit, you know? Like even in secondary school, you have 40 minutes in an art class or a music class. That's that's not enough time to kind of, you know, fully get going on things, you know? Especially with things like that, you could you, you sometimes need a couple hours just to get in that headspace and have a good run of it. Um, yeah, I think educationally and, and just almost culturally with the fact that there's no kind of extracurricular there's fewer extracurricular art options than there would be sports yeah and i just want to point out to anyone that is listening we're not forcing no. art or sports on children that is, this is not our thinking of like you play gaelic you have to be able yeah, to paint yeah. like that's that's not what we're trying to say here we're trying to say we wish that in ireland's kind of education system and the way we teach from a young age it could be more beneficial to be able to encourage people to actually show more interest in just one thing because i think that's one thing that we can actually look to uh countries all over the world like i know in like when i went over to new zealand they were very much in talking about like oh no i play rugby but i also 
I'm, I'm a songwriter and I aim to promote my music and everything like that. And there, when, I, when I was researching for this, I found it really fascinating that there was one of the All Blacks, he was a second row, I think, between 95 and 99, and he used to do tattoo art for all the players. He, that, that was his thing, that was his release, like, after games and all that kind of stuff, that that was his kind of, he felt that was his release. I think it's so, kind of like culturally in Ireland yeah. because the GAA is so strong in the society, you know, like it's it's kind of art does take a backseat anyway, you know, and it, it's almost yeah. in a, in a way it's almost looked down. Now I wouldn't say film because I've never really experienced it, but I know like people going doing you know art degrees, uh, you know, fine art and stuff, and even music like it's it's kind of seen as a you know get yourself a real job, you know, and it's it, it, I hate that because. But I, I think that stems from, uh, you know, sport in Ireland being such a massive culture. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, you kind of, like for me, I was never, I was never really into GAA. Um, I just don't think I had the coordination for it. And my parents wouldn't be big into it. So I was exposed to, to music and film and art. Um, but just as a release, as something, I, I stumbled across running. Um, and I was addicted to it, you know, because it was that physical element. So I came out a completely opposite way that Mark did. But um, they just both now fit yeah. hand in hand. And I, I think it actually comes down to like possibly funding as well. You look at how much money is pumped into sports by the government in into comparison with that. You look at like yeah. the likes of Magnus and Goa here, you'll know them. You know, they literally build yeah. with scrap material for these parades that they do every year. And yeah. it's kind of like lads, you know, could use a bit more, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, when you do compare. The likes, like the amount of money that goes into Galway hurling yeah. and football, like and our Galway would be considered quite a artistic place. Like it's quite a hipstery kind of town yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But if if this is what our kind of capital of art, let's say, is, and this is the money that they're getting, I can't imagine what it's like for the rest of the country. If they're they must be getting fuck all really Some drama like, club in in the midlands is is not getting any funding you know what i mean like it's it's not yeah. happening yeah and you're, you're probably not wrong the fact that there's something like there could be a small town in the middle of nowhere and it's just or e even if you i'm not saying males <laughs> in the middle of nowhere now no you can't you can't quote me on that but even in mayo you think about the culture that there is in mm. football and I just find there's a guy I went to GTI with, Danny, and he grew up wanting to be a graphic designer like myself, and we would spend GTI together. But he couldn't stand football because he was just pushed on. It was so pushed on him. Yeah. For me. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that he doesn't enjoy football, but I just know that he wasn't encouraged to do art from. Mayo, just because that was the kind of society's yeah. thinking. Uh, I'm going to move us on just to uh, another question, just because I'm just looking at the time here. Um, so, I was going to. The next question is: How do you feel that you've used your skill in lockdown a lot? Like your side one, like Mark, would you consider that you've written more songs in lockdown, or you've been learning more music and all this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, look, there's, there's been little to no sports going on for me since March you know we um our season's been cancelled this year you know so I haven't played a game since before first lockdown 
haven't really got a chance to train so it, it definitely was something that kind of was like well I have this free time now that I've never had and it's not like I can fill it with going on nights out or socializing I'm in the house doing nothing so yeah I started kind of picking up the guitar again and just I don't know mucking about with this and you know things kind of happen then like and, and I only write for my own I don't know I suppose it's kind of nice it's yeah own enjoyment. enjoyment it's something sure. you have yeah. complete control over and uh, it's a bit like discovering things, you know. There's, I don't go in with a, a certain melody in my head that I want to play. You kind of me mess around until you find something that works. Um, and I really like that. Yeah. And I also like I bought a camera over lockdown and uh, started, you know, doing a bit of that just because it's it's nice to have hobbies that you can kind of get better at and and just enjoy generally. Mark, you're a man of many talents. It's making me feel bad. Like you're you're just you're just putting the art world to shame well, now by saying, Oh, I'm an athlete and I'm a songwriter and I'm a photographer. <laughs> yeah, you come to IADT, yeah. <laughs> you you do well yeah, here. Yeah. Um And I I just think it's funny because it's the sport world has completely gone on lockdown and like you said, you haven't done have played a match even before yeah. the first lockdown. But it also mirrors and like you've you've done more in art because of it but it's actually mirrored on the other side because i know nisha you haven't like the whole film industry yeah. has been has been fucked like it, it hasn't gotten any you haven't been able to do any shoots you haven't been okay. able to do any of that kind of stuff and i know because my roommate fiaker is also in your course and i i continuously hear just the amount of things that just get being put off and everything like that so do you think you've you've exercise more and you've run more because you've had this kind of time absolutely like um you know i i would be sticking to a, a training schedule like running is a, a solo sport anyway so to get out the door and kind of do all your training on your own in solitude isn't that different um but it does you know because there's i, I use now running as almost a release like I, I was just kept saying this over the first lockdown and even now like i'm so privileged to have something like running you know that it's such an outlet you know that i can actually just get out the door and because i do live in the countryside you know i can kind of go anywhere i want and just run you know so it, it's become something that i've trained harder at but also um in another angle it's helped me it's helped me so much kind of mentally but yeah i mean definitely when you know shoots get cancelled and um and that sort of side of the wor of my world kind of it breaks down with lockdown and stuff the the sport and I kind of feel bad for Mark because it is such a team sport um, whereas at running I can kind of do every, you know I mean I, I ring my trainer do it yourself yeah, yeah. I ring my trainer um, we, we just do time trials and then text them the times and you know it is it's a lot more flexible it's a, it's a much different sport to Mark's um, but I mean it, it, yeah definitely it's it's been a lifesaver over over lockdown and has helped me so so much yeah and if anything, this kind of just proves that there isn't such a big divide. There shouldn't be such a big divide in Ireland over whether you go to sport or art. Because both both industries have... is a, it's, This is a perfect example of both industries being done in by COVID. Yeah, yeah. Like, sports, sports industries, like, I know the professional teams are able to still go. But when I get down to the ground, grassroots level of everything it does affect everyone it, it completely changes everything and this is a great example of artists filmmakers and all this aren't able to produce the best that they can 
the same way as the basketballers and the footballers and all that can't do anything either. So I, I think this is a good sh way of showing that there isn't a huge divide. Well, there shouldn't be, because everyone's being affected by this, and this is I think this is perfect for almost bringing people together. Which is the last thing you should be doing in COVID. I'm, I completely forget what I just said there about bringing together. But afterwards, I, I mean, in terms of actually communication and getting people together in the same mindsets. And I, I, yeah, I think I think they go hand in hand. I think that's such a, a, a dangerous thing to say that either do one or the other. You know, like yeah. they should be kind of embraced in both areas of society um, and I feel like in definitely in the world that I'm in you know it's it's completely overlooked the fact that you do sport and I kind of I understand that too you know like it is there's so you know filmmakers and they're mad you know they're all their their headspace goes into one thing um, but I think people shouldn't be afraid to if you do a sport do it and apply the same mindset to each because it's, it, it's, it's uh, more fil the same filmmakers are cracked they really are filmmakers really are, are absolutely cracked <laughs> I like I've been, been mates with a few of you for the past year like first year and this year and now I live with one and I didn't realise how cracked you were <laughs> just like I, I don't get like sometimes I and me even being a graphic designer I, I thought I was my my head was all over the place and all that kind of stuff. No, but filmmakers, they're a different breed. Geez, fi filmmakers are actually a different breed. It's <laughs> mad. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on, and I think we've we've made the first step towards a better tomorrow. <laughs> I, I could so, say I in so. terms of art and <laughs> arts and sport within Ireland. But just once again, thank you so much. This is Nisha Kettle and Mark Convery. Uh, I will be tagging them for promotion <laughs> in the podcast. So if you want to, you'll find uh, them both on Instagram. So you can follow their journey through the world of art and sport also. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Cheers, thanks so much. Thanks a million. And there we have it. So thank you so much for listening in for the past 25, 26 minutes of myself, Mark and Nisha talking shite. But I hope you enjoyed and I hope you learned something from it. I just want to say a quick thank you to Kathy Ann Murphy for helping us out with setting this all up and basically encouraging us to get into this kind of stuff. So thanks a million. I hope you've enjoyed. Until next time. <laughs>